our first episode of the Property Pulse podcast for 2022. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge, real estate agent and auctioneer now for over 25 years. Enjoy the podcast, get the benefit of my 1300 sales over a quarter of a century, but also delve deeply into the insights of our guests. In the coming weeks, we'll be talking to surveyors, conveyances, home stylists, and the people behind the scenes that make a real estate sale happen. We'll be talking to some of Australia's finest auctioneers and real estate agents. Here on the Property Pulse podcast, I aim to bring you the helpful hints and tips that I know have helped make and save my clients over the years tens of thousands of dollars. These tips are rooted in the first principles of real estate, so these principles can be applied regardless of where you may be anywhere in the world. Now, of course, there's some more specialized information for our Australian audiences, but for anybody, anywhere you may be right now, this podcast can help you on your real estate journey. Well, this and every episode of the Property Pulse podcast is brought to you by the Real Estate Agents Group. The Real Estate Agents Group are an Adelaide-based real estate company helping mums and dads buy and sell real estate every day. They're real people in real estate. If you're thinking of selling real estate anywhere in Adelaide or you're hoping to connect with the very best agents in your area, then please reach out to our real estate agents team on 0870736888. Also, jump on to davestockbridge.com.au. There, you can find a back catalogue of blogs and podcasts that are filled with fantastic tips from our industry's leaders. So head on over to davestockbridge.com.au. Well, this being our first episode of 2022, I wanna give you a bit of a catch up. So as I'm recording, we're in our first week of April, 2022. So we're a third or a quarter the way through the year. The dominant factor that we can say has impacted the real estate market for the first quarter is that which has been the greatest influence uh, I've ever seen on any real estate market. COVID and the policy settings of government, um, the extent of restrictions and the and, uh, restrictions of movement, uh, restrictions for travel. Um, all of these have played a factor in the real estate market that we now find ourselves in and all seemingly having a positive effect on capital values. In the last 24 months, we've seen an increase in property values in our marketplace of, in some cases, 40%. This is unprecedented. Even today, the market momentum is such that we are seeing record prices being set every weekend. Clearance rates in our marketplace are at 97% at auction. 
uh, this is a key indicator. And what we're seeing is a record number of properties per percentage of those homes for sale going for auction as well. This is against a backdrop of very low availability. Buyers are frustrated by the lack of choice and often are making compromises while still spending more than they expect in order to find a, themselves a home. Homelessness does loom large in the minds of many, especially those on a time frame. And those buyers are finding that in order to get themselves into a home in any type of time frame, they often have to adjust it where it is that they're buying a property. They may have to take a step back in in postcode. They may have to make an adjustment in size of home. They may have to give up a living area. They may have to compromise on having a pool or a big shed. But we're finding that buyers are time and time again having to make these accommodations in order to get their name on a contract. So 2022 continues to astound and uh, push back against the naysayers who said that the best of the real estate market would have come and gone by now. In the Eastern Seaboard of Australia, in Melbourne and Sydney, we're seeing a cooling effect. We're seeing a normalising of conditions. This is as the hard restrictions have ended, stock has started to free up once more, the working to middle class are starting to see some mobility in their real estate. Uh, we're also seeing a, a very uh, similar dynamic in the rental market throughout much of Australia at the moment where there's a sheer lack of availability of quality rental stock. And so that's pushing even more people into buying mode, which is leading to more competition in the, in the real estate market. But we have seen a cooling in the eastern seaboard um, and some of that may have to do with some of the extreme weather events that we're seeing across the, the northeastern part of the country uh, at the moment so there's some pretty extraordinary uh, circumstances that have befallen upon the real estate market over the last two years and all of those things have been distilled into the first quarter of 2022 here in South Australia, it's culminated in a change of government. Uh, one of the first governments to change during COVID or in the post-COVID era, where most of the leaders during COVID have seemingly held on to government uh, in the post-COVID uh, era. So in South Australia, we had a change of government, which has uh, had a, a positive knock-on effect with the further freeing up of restrictions. How this will impact the stock availability is yet to be seen, but my prediction is that we will see more stock flow to market in the coming months. There's going to be people that are looking to cash out whilst the going's good, investors that may not have another 10 years to see the market bounce back from these historic highs. Um, those people may well see this as the window to sell. Those people that are looking to close the gap on a, another, uh, on buying regionally, for instance, are also eyeing this peak that we're, we're riding at the moment. This wave of capital values that we're seeing uh, shower upon our real estate market right now. So we find ourselves in um, interesting times. Home sellers are very much in the box seat. Uh, properties are selling consistently over and above reserve. From my own personal experience, the last two properties that have auctioned have collectively sold for 
$558,000 over and above the reserve price. One property selling for $402,000 over the reserve price. Both of these properties, by the way, were reasonably reserved, conservatively, as it proves, uh, proved to be, but nonetheless, not intentionally such. These were realistic reserve prices based on evidence that was available at the time. The market continues to surprise and delight home sellers. So that is the dynamic that we find ourselves in first quarter or so into 2022. And coming up next, we'll be talking about what it is I expect to see between now and Christmas. At Real, we're proud supporters of Diamondback FC. Diamondback FC hosts some of the best MMA matchups you're going to see anywhere in the country ever. In my opinion, Diamondback FC are the premier MMA promoters, but it's just not MMA that they're promoting now. And the Apex Sport Fest held just a few weeks ago is evidence of even bigger and better things to come. Apex 3 next year. In the meantime, there'll be more DFC events held at the iconic Adelaide Oval. But keep your eye out for some really interesting and bespoke strength and combat sports events. That's Diamondback FC. What you want to do is head over there, get on their mailing list and know when their next events are coming up. Whether that's DFC at the Adelaide Oval, Apex Sport Fest at the Nord Oval, or watch this space, an event in a town near you. So Diamondback FC, head over there right now and get yourself registered for alerts of upcoming events in 2022. Okay, so one thing is for sure, and that is that uh, the Ukraine is not going to have an effect on the real estate market here. We are seeing inflation and it's not because or exclusively because of what's going on in Eastern Europe right now. There are many contributing factors, namely uh, that our governments collectively, the Western governments of the world, have been printing a ludicrous amount of money and injecting it straight into their economy. Uh, for instance, 60% uh, of the cash that's in the economy right now in the United States was not in the economy 24 months ago. So this is partly why you're seeing record prices of, of, of items um, and also a rush on certain products um, that's putting a strain on the uh, supply chain. And in behind that, there's pent up demand that's been uh, that's really evident, especially in areas of the world that have uh, endured hard lockdowns. So um, uh, as the world economy starts to find its new level, um, there's, there, there, there are some, um, there are some, you know, some thunderstorms on the horizon. But none of that, I feel, is going to have a negative effect on the real estate market or a dampening effect on the real estate market in the coming months. As a matter of fact, I, I do feel that there has already been a slight softening effect that's not detectable in the data. It's because the pricing that we're achieving is uh, so unprecedented that, uh, that that's the headline figure. And one of the figures that the media wouldn't unlikely have access to uh, is the numbers of buyers attending open inspections. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence around this, of course, and agents 
uh, talk amongst themselves. And the more active agents in the marketplace standing in the more popular of listings can meet sometimes two or three hundred people on a weekend if they've got three or four or five new releases on that weekend. So there's, uh, there's enough by way of data now or anecdotal evidence and discussions amongst the, the best of the agents to confirm that open inspection numbers at the second open inspection are much softer than what they were this time last year and what they were especially towards the end of last year. It seems to have petered off just a, just a little bit, but the open inspection numbers, especially on certain types of properties, those primarily that are appealing to the top end of their respective marketplaces, they're enjoying a disproportionate amount of interest and achieving um, prices that are setting new uh, area records that's then setting new benchmarks for others to follow. Th those types of properties are having huge attendances. Um, there are other properties that are being ignored and you know units and townhouses are, are an example of that. And if you're a buyer that's just entering the marketplace and found that the pricing has shot up by $150,000 for a, for a standard house in your market that prices you away from that. Then looking at good uh, home ends on in small groups or in well-managed low strata fee groups um, does loom as a very robust alternative for those people that are looking for a stepping stone into a property that they can live in that will take them through until perhaps they're children are entering um, early learning and then they can use that to springboard that property and the capital growth that they enjoy as a springboard to get into uh, what will be their family home that will take them through to perhaps they, they're able to afford their aspirational home if they're ever so lucky. So that's, that's uh, for the first time in uh, my lived experience, we're now finding that New players in the marketplace, uh, traditional first home buyers, aren't able to start off where mum and dad finished off. They're having to make a compromise. So, um, and stepping stone properties are now hot property. So, um, but if it's in Australia, we do we do tend to find um, that it's somewhat softer. So, stepping stone properties that are that are on generous allotments are, are being gobbled up. Um, whereas the units, not so much. So find low strata fee units, townhouses where you can save, in some cases, 30 to 40% off of an entry level house in that area. And so meaning that maybe you can trade up and get into a better area than what you expected, or maybe into an area where you couldn't afford to buy a house in. And uh, so if you've, uh, so that is something to really consider as we go through this uh, this marketplace, look for those opportunities that nobody else is paying attention to. And units and townhouses and high density properties are certainly those things. So the market is likely to simmer along as it has with a slight softening effect that will lead to a drying up. Now, one of the really interesting things is how contagious uh, sentiment can be in the same way that sentiment um, in a bull market seems to only ever perceivably go one direction with no comprehension that things could ever go the other way um, 
things that the, the, the psyche associated with the fight or flight mentality almost of the modern consumer is that as soon as they get a whiff that things have changed, as soon as uh, a news presenter or a television host or a, or a morning, uh, morning chat show uh, shares an insight into the real estate industry that can set off a chain reaction and change sentiment very quickly. We saw this in the early days of the pandemic where in Australia, the national broadcaster was uh, suggesting and, and hosting talking heads on their uh, flagship programs with respect to the real estate market descending or dropping by over 30%. 33% was one of the quoted figures from their futurists, from their economists, from their uh, talking heads. This is what the ABC decided to put on uh, the television in front of millions of people to see at the beginning of the pandemic when people were already, already frightened and concerned. And, you know, I think talks, this speaks to some of the um, the role that our media played in how this pandemic has played out and perhaps in this case it backfired because very shortly after these reports were given wide publication in all of the national papers and uh, was given voice on all of the commercial TV stations as well. Once that word had gotten out it seemed that the market really didn't what it was that the or the sentiment or, or the echoes of the sentiment that was being uh, projected by the media uh, the real estate market did contract a lot of uh, home sellers became very concerned and especially those that were potentially at risk and who were perhaps older that a lot of people withdrew the property from sale and this had the effect of drying up the market of course those people that were looking for a home to call their own had no choice but to continue marching out into the pandemic to the winds of the pandemic in order to secure a, a home a, a somewhere where they need to live i mean that, that doesn't stop just because uh, there's a virus out and about so that need continued but the amount of properties available to market dramatically contracted in the early days of the pandemic so we found ourselves in slow recovery of those of that stock tightening of a couple of years ago and we're starting to see it a little bit more we, we see it in patches or in circumstances where there may be several new releases in a particular marketplace at a particular time and especially in those marketplaces where the housing stock may be quite generic and there's every chance that if five new releases came on the market then four of them would be competitive with each other those market it is noticeable when availability doubles in a week that it has a softening effect on the initial open inspections my projections are that it wouldn't take much more than a 20 percent increase in stock availability to have a detrimental effect uh, on the market in the near term. I can't think of a time where we've had such an influx of stock on the market. So to be pragmatic, I would say that that release of stock, if we were to start moving towards a more normal marketplace, then we could anticipate that between now and Christmas that we might see uh, a flattening in open inspection numbers early on to about 
60%, 65% of the current numbers, which would still be a very robust marketplace. But what we might not see is some of these runaway prices. And what we might still see are some well-presented, well-priced, well-marketed homes on the market for more than two weeks, which may not even necessarily be a bad thing. A fairer market for everyone would probably be a normalization of stock levels. That's not going to happen anytime in the foreseeable future. The Property Council of Australia predicts that Australia will have a shortfall of 137,000 dwellings by 2035. These figures aren't necessarily exclusive to Australia. In scale, you'll see similar shortages now emerging in the highly populated areas of much of the Western world. So housing shortages and increased population from developing nations is leading to an influx of people into the urban areas of suburban Western societies. So over the next 20 or 30 years, you're likely to see continued capital growth in much the same way as generations since World War II have experienced with few exceptions, seemingly endless capital growth. So there is my overview of the marketplace for early 2022 and my projections for the rest of the year. So we'll see if my bold predictions play out. Uh, once again, I've been fairly accurate over the last 20 or so years and uh, I look forward to seeing how my predictions stack up against uh, the economists and the, uh, the, the public officials uh, that seemingly have all of the information at their disposal but consistently get it wrong. I'm Dave from Real. I look forward to bringing you a whole lot more of this type of information throughout the rest of 2022 now that we're back on the Property Pulse podcast. Thanks for listening.